You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. Oh, can I suck on that bone? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. And Matty Rose. You get your blowers, your doors blown off. Your blowers? Your blowers doing off. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number two, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We have a prize to give away here, right, Patrick? Yes, we do. So you asked an AEW question. I did. All right, there's a uh, there's an event coming to Scotiabank Saddle Dome mm-hmm. for Stampede in July. What was the question today? Yeah, the question was, uh, when AEW rolled through Calgary last July, what two teams were involved in a best two out of three falls match? And uh, we have a lot, a lot of answers. A lot yep. of people came in, all correct. Uh, the answer was what I was looking for was uh, FTR yep. versus Bullet Club Gold, and it was a great match. FTR did win in the end up winning the best two out of three falls, and the winner who's going to AEW Rampage and Dynamite next July is Richard. Richard. All right, you're going AEW to go. Dynamite Rampage July 10th, 2024 at the Scotiabank Saddle. Uh, congratulations, uh, Richard. Um, you're going to see wrestling down at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome in July. Congratulations. Um, right now, though, in so studio. Proud of you. I know, I fought Satan. Uh, Brent Cron is brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Mr. Brinkron in studio. Why are you perched on the chair right now? <laughs> you know what? It's the only working, workable chair in this damn place. Well, I had the, the small one. You want I, the small I was, one? I was sitting at the kids' table last <laughs> week where my eyes could barely get over this desk, and yeah. now mm-hmm. your sight line, you're, you're looking... I'm looking up it's like I'm you. talking to an eight foot You're looking guy. straight at the package here right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm so yeah, high, yeah, right? He's got a good eye. true. Yeah. yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, lots to discuss. Flames lose 4-2 to the Devils. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got to unleash the text topic first. Okay. It is day six of our uh, 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends at Wild Rose Brewery, where we open an on-air advent uh, calendar. Uh, we're going to do that at 8.30. Um, don't know if you saw Jonathan Huberto had a bit of an opportunity in the second period of <laughs> yeah. that game Saturday <laughs> afternoon. I did. Yeah, he had a bit of an opportunity. So here, if Casey missed it, here's the clip, and then we're going to ask you on the text line. Uh, Matthew, please. Then they've given up to the team that they're – out there on the power play against. Flames on the attack early. Coleman, a shot stop, rebound. Huberto misses a wide open net. How? <laughs> How? How did Jonathan Huberto miss the net? 960-960, name and location. How? How did Jonathan Huberto miss that wide open net? And if we pick your text, make it funny, make it clever. 960-960, you have to put your name and location to win. We'll do that at 8.30. Croner, how did you miss that open net? <laughs> how? <laughs> yeah. Zero confidence. Mm. Is that what it is? I don't know, man. Like you, He fired it right across the I crease. Know. Hasn't he done that once already this year, too? Or yep. maybe that was Lindholm where he passed the puck across. And they, anyway, It and was he, Lindholm, yeah. yeah that, it was, that was a great feed he gave yeah, him. Yeah, he passed the puck. But holy smokes. Like, you know, and then, sure, as soon as he missed that, though, too, in, in, my, uh, in my mind... I'm like next one's going in. Jersey's the net. coming, and yep. they're going to score a goal. Just like you just know it's coming, right? And sure, as you know what, it was Huberto to Coleman giveaway. Heishier top cheese short side. How? One, one. <laughs> like man, oh man, man. When it rains, it pours. Like it's not. It's laughable. 
Yeah. It is absolutely laughable. I would just like to see him just start laughing. Like, ha, 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 this is terrible. How? <laughs> you know, as opposed to looking <laughs> at the bad. sky and screaming and yeah. saying, you know, a bunch of things. Just laugh. Yeah. Just, just say, you know what? Goodbye. Laugh it off. <laughs> man, like, do I suck right man, now. This, you know, this is brutal. That's how I feel. The guy's got to stop taking, you mean, and I stop taking everything so seriously. I mean, I know he's trying hard, but maybe he's just got to go the opposite approach. Just say, you know what? I'm going to eat cheeseburgers before the game. I'm going to get banged up uh, the night before a game. <laughs> yeah. Just take myself right off my routine. Right. You know, put on like five pounds of may- pure grease and just may- go maybe stop spray-, stop spray painting your damn stick, too. Start <laughs> there. Yeah. Start there. Um, Slant! Oh, no, sorry, that's the wrong one. No, that's the wrong one. Sorry, wrong one. That's why, How? That's why we have you as our Flames, yeah. Big Show Flames analyst. Yeah. Because you're sharp. You're right, I'm sharp on it. attack. You're right. Um, you said... Uh, I got a text you... from Julian. Uh, don't forget, game one of the year, Huberto blasted a puck off the post with a wide open net. Goalie yeah. pulled only for Mangiapane to put the oh, puck yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Right. That was yes. Off the, play, off the <laughs> no. post pass to Mangiapane. Listen, he's a pass first guy. Yeah. So um, your uh, your observation of how Thanks the Flames get scored on right after a giveaway, very astute. Ah. Um, most goals allowed within 15 seconds following a giveaway. Flames second in the NHL, 13. Yeah, that's What's not... 13? Yeah. That was a jarring stat that they threw up on the broadcast. Yeah, I just... Blackhawks, number one, not a surprise. They no. stink. Uh, 16, Flames, 13. Canucks and Predators. Canucks, surprising. Yep. But Calgary, uh, 13 goals after a giveaway within 15 seconds of a giveaway they get scored on. Oh. That is a jarring stat. That is unbelievable. Protect and, the biscuit. Right? I wasn't even thinking about it. You just have that feeling. You know what? You missed a giant missed opportunity to take full control of the game because they started off really, really good. And I was I was just I was very impressed. You know mm-hmm. what? What I liked, I think uh, it was Jack Hughes that came in he, uh, from the blue line kind of by himself, breaks free, comes in and shoots on Wolf, and Wolf just stood up. Then made the that standing, uh, save. standing glove save. Made yeah. it like, look really and, easy. And it's like he just put it in his glove. And I'm like, my Lord, that is unbelievable. I, I When I made saves like that where I was just standing to make the save and a guy was, you know, 10 feet away from you, like that's that's confidence, man. And as soon as he did that, I was like, holy smokes. Then it wasn't too long after that, Sharon Govich comes in and cool. goes roof, backhand on his former team. And I was like, this is a great start. This is what they needed. Yeah. And then, and and to me, the the, the how clip is the one that kind of flipped the momentum. <laughs> how if if Huberto puts that in, you're yes. up two nothing. Who knows how the rest of the game goes? But New Jersey scores two funky goals in the yeah. second period. The one off an egregious giveaway from Blake Coleman, which ends up in the back of their net. And then Coleman scores his own goal while he's trying to pitchfork the puck out of his own. It goes in somehow. And Huberto snapping his head up to the to the sky when that thing went in. Yeah. How many times have we seen that this season? Oh, where he's just man. looking up to the sky going, yeah. what is happening to my NHL career? <laughs> it's a whole lot better than looking at the crowd and the fans as they look <laughs> yeah. back at you. That's got to be my one assumption. Um, but for, and, and then you have the Dustin Wolf one, too. The yeah. third one, which... You look back at it and you're like, man, like you said, you like to start. A couple bounces don't go yeah. your way. Bounce off Huberto's stick doesn't go properly. Coleman knocks one in his own net. Dustin Wolf messes up a, a, a pretty simple pass in the third. But it goes off a guy's guy skate to go in and the then, net. Too. Yeah, and then it's a, a pinball in front of the net. It, yeah. By the way, also, the goalie interference challenge on the second goal, very unnecessary. No. I was I was blown. I don't. I'm like, what are you doing? He like Wolf was kicking his foot out because the puck was going in. He kicked that. Like there was no, in my opinion, there was no and interference I, there whatsoever. And usually Jamie Pringle's like bang on about hey, yeah. you should challenge this. I, I never thought that was goalie interference for a second because he was kind of pushed into to Wolf a little bit by the Flames defense. 
And then Coleman's the one who shoots it, too. So you're like, well. Yeah, it was a bad challenge. And don't put the number one power play in the NHL back on the power play after you just get scored on. But on a challenge that was like, it felt a little desperate by the Flames. A little bit. I didn't like it. I looked over to my son, too, because we were watching the game. And and, or my story, my daughter, which she's just like, what do you think, Dad? Is that a goal? And I'm like, I don't know. In my opinion, that's a that's a hundred percent goal. Like, did you did your shoulders like did you just chest puff? <laughs> yeah. Like, in my well, opinion, well, my daughter, opinion, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> As I pulled out my pipe <laughs> and took off my my monocle. Oh yeah, right? I, I, was, I was like, while you're wearing your smoking jacket, <laughs> your tweed <laughs> smoking jacket, <laughs> really while having a at snifter of brandy <laughs> in front of a roaring fire. Mm. I just looked over at her and said, "Who the hell knows?" Yeah, uh, you know what? I yeah. said, "I got no clue what these fellas are doing." If yeah. I was if I was making the call, that's 100% a goal. Yeah. My call was uh, spinning wheel. That's okay. what the conversation was about yeah. when we were watching the game but, yeah. with my buddies there. And, and yeah, that was, that was exactly what it was. You just spin the wheel. Yeah. Hope. But going back to your point, you know, it, Huberto misses the net. You feel like you got momentum going in your way. And if this one counts, then you're kind of hooped. Yeah. Like... Again, uh, Huberto puts that in. I don't know what that game looks like, but yep. it probably goes the way of the Flames. For sure. Like, because they were all over the Devils in the first period. They got off to a great start. Uh, Coronado was back in. Uh, there's a flu just ravaging the Flames right now. And there's another example of the Zadorov trade. They never call up Coronado if Zadorov doesn't get dealt. They have the cap yep, flexibility. Yep. That's one of the positives. But that shot Coronado had, oh. too, where he hit the post. <laughs> like, he didn't even move. Like, that thing was an absolute hammer. That hit the post. And if I remember correctly, like he, he got caught kind of. The guys were catching him from ba- from behind as he snapped that puck from almost not a standstill, but it was just he all escapes for him. back pressure. Yeah. yeah, and it was just a bomb. And yeah. you're like, whoa, that's that's an NHL shot, right? Mm. Oh yeah, a, a million percent. When he scored that goal in Pittsburgh this season, his one goal he's got this the year, one timer. That was an NHL shot, dude. You just got, he just got to get himself in position yeah. t- to be able to do that. And he was obviously in that play, it, hit the post. But Is that something he can learn, or is that something that's just that's just y- y- you're born with? Like guys like, you know, Ovechkin, and now I'm talking about the greatest goal scorer of all time, but he's a guy that always finds himself in the right spot. Is that something you can learn, or is that just something that you have an innate ability to do? I think it's an innate ability, but um, he's also got to get chemistry with people he's playing with too, mm-hmm. where guys are going, what's happening, right? right. They're going to get him the puck. You know, all the good players find the open ice, the puck comes to them. We've heard all those analogies. You know, his, uh, his first couple games in the, in his NHL career have been, have been okay. You know, you listen to Huska's comments after the game on Saturday, you know, he wasn't overly blown away by, by Coronado. There were some good things he did. There's still things he needs to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, he's de- he definitely has that potential tag attached to him. Obviously we want to see him in the national hockey league with that shot. And we talked about game breakers on this club. Who can we get the puck to in the important times that we know 90% of the time it's going to be buried, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're hoping that that's that Coronado because he does have that shot. But, you know, he's got to find himself open. He's got to make space for himself. And he's got to get chemistry with his teammates. And and right now that's just kind of, that's inconsistent. So he, the more he goes, the, I'm sure the better he'll get. Did you think Kadri was kind of back to what we had saw when he was playing with Pospisil and Zeri a little bit back when there was a little bit of a jump start there? Because I felt like sometimes he gets a jump start from playing with younger players, but I wasn't sure if it was in the same vein as we've seen earlier in the season or even back last year early on. I didn't notice it as much, honestly. Yeah. No, watching the game Saturday, I didn't. I didn't really pick him out of a lineup too much with the with the jam he had, especially with Zary though too. When he came up, like they were they were humming. Right? Yeah, this didn't seem like the same thing to me. Uh, Zary's been great. I thought he was yes. great in the afternoon, and just the confidence that kid has right now and how he's trying to make plays on his own. That's one thing that we've talked about 
since I know I've been here. Um, it's, the Flames don't necessarily have a game breaker, and potentially Connor Zary can kind of turn into that guy yeah. because he has the confidence to take the puck and take it to the net. Yeah, he does. And, well, that, and even Sharon Govich is kind of coming along too, scoring some some big goals, and I'm not sure if you guys caught this, but uh, after Sharon Govich scored his goal, he was celebrating the referee was behind him. Yes. <laughs> and during his celebration, the referee just goes, just gets buried behind yeah. him. You can see as they zoom in on Sharon Govich, he goes back, lands on his back, <laughs> falls down. And you're like, oh, that's, that's no penalty. He kind of looked like he was part of the hug because they like <laughs> kind of slid up on him and he's trying to push him back, but there's like a still image where he's got his arms around both of them and they're all smiling. And then he toe picks and <laughs> See you falls. later. And- but and he's, yeah, let's get my real teammates in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the voice of uh, Mr. Brent Cron, our Big Show Flames analyst, courtesy of All Kind Door Services, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Uh, were you guys surprised that there was really no booing for Tyler Toffoli when he was touching the puck? I was a little surprised by that. I wasn't surprised nah. at all. Still, like, not even, like, a little smattering. I think when the game were on, you heard, you heard a couple, but that was it. Like, it wasn't... He spoke after the game uh, to what went down. He, he denied that con- that he ever asked for that big contract yeah. extension. That I think he, he he said like they wanted to go in a different direction, and I was like, okay, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm just surprised nobody was booing him out there. I didn't. I don't think so. I think okay. Yeah, I, I think he's just the type of guy that. Um, we liked him here. I don't think he betrayed the Flames. He took he looked after himself, and he got an offer that was longer than I don't know. If, I'm sure the, pl- the the Flames were prepared to offer at his age, and he got a got a good deal in New Jersey. And wish him all the best. And thanks for coming out. I was like the Zadorov, not even close, right? To Foley, oh, yeah. right? That's well. When Johnny was here, it was a zoo. <laughs> oh man, when he came. Back Everybody for the first was fighting. Time. That to get was a super to, fun. Yeah, yeah. But even when uh, when uh, um, Kachuk, Kachuk, it wasn't that nearly as bad of. That night too, because he. Yeah, was, but that guy played hard for the Flames. For it sure. Fully played hard for the Flames. Exactly. Yeah, he played 119 games for the Flames. Twelve more in the playoffs. I don't know. It was what it Leave was. He scored once. Yeah. Yeah. He was here. He left. He was a guy. He never <laughs> signed a contract here. He got. They traded for him, and he left in free agency. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Happy trails. Yeah. Trade him to the East as well. It's a little different when you want to go to Vancouver or Toronto and. You force your way out, and it's very public, and it's and, ugly. And you do it through your agent, yeah. and the entire organization has no idea what you're doing. And, yeah, it was just like, it was, I don't know. His was much less sloppy. <laughs> to do it in, like, the middle of, what, July? Yeah. Like, well after the trade, like, free agency yeah. had opened. Like, Probably. everyone's out at their cabins, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's a Foley deal. Okay, sure, I guess. <laughs> and back to baseball. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was a little surprised by that. I thought maybe we'd get a little smattering, a little no. no. Everybody's like, yeah, okay, thanks, thanks for thanks for the good times, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you. Good luck on your on life's journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's pretty much uh, what it was. Um, wanted to ask you too um, about uh, illness in the dressing room. Yeah, um, that's something that's been a big talking point here. Uh, they talked about it on the post game show. Around eight to ten guys on the team on Saturday were dealing with uh, cold and flu like symptoms during the game. That's something that every professional team, I think, deals with at some point mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, is that a crutch? Is that just the reality of playing the league? And what was the worst time you ever dealt with that yourself? Oh, man. Yeah. You know, once once one guy gets it, like 30 guys are getting it. And they try to isolate that guy right away. It's like, hey, you, you, you look a little under the weather. Why don't you go home and just get some rest and we'll see you tomorrow type thing. Take this and get the hell out of here. But it, it just, once one guy has it, everybody has it. And usually that's why the, the goalies don't room together on the road, because if one goalie gets it, the other one's going to get it too, right? Mm. So 
That's 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 though. why the starter usually gets his own room, and the backup either gets to to to, to room with one of the the guys that is healthy scratched or. Uh, yep. Trainer or, his, or something like that. Yeah, in the closet somewhere, right? <laughs> All right. And, and it's in a separate hotel from the team. In, on isolated. The bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, it, there were there was times I think I think we were I can't remember. Could have been playing for the Wolves where we had like five or six guys, like high end guys too, just like deathly ill. And we were just calling everybody up from the East Coast hockey, like just come play for one night. And it actually wasn't that bad because everybody's like, Okay, hey, we don't have this guy, we don't have that guy. We don't have that guy, so nobody's taking chances. Everybody's playing their position to a T. Nobody's taking giant risks. If we were changing on time, goalies aren't. I mean, I I played some of my better games throughout my career when I'm sick because I have zero energy. I'm tired. I'm just waiting for the game to end. So I'm just doing everything that I can to make sure that it's just so simple for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like and 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 uh, and and a lot of guys too. Um, when you keep it simple like that, when you are sick, you're just not doing much, and there's just Hey, you're just happy that you're playing and filling spots. Sometimes things come a little bit simpler. But you guys get opportunities too. And Coronado got gets called up and got a few opportunities and whatever. But it happens to every every organization, every club, and you gotta take advantage of it when you can from the other team and so she goes. Uh, it's a daunting task now uh, tonight in Denver against the Avalanche on the front end of a back-to-back. And then in Vegas uh, tomorrow night oh, good. against the Stanley Cup champion Golden Knights. Uh, tough trip. And then they gotta play the Wild, who are on an absolute heater. After bringing in John Hines uh, as their head coach. The Habs have lost two in a row. Five, three, and two in their last ten. They haven't been playing all that great. All right. Vegas Um, picked it up of late. They've won three in a row. um, Straight ahead. I'd like five, three, and two in their last ten. Yeah, five, three, and two in their last ten. Straight ahead, um, you were recognized at the game (laughs) on Saturday. You went to uh, Wrangler's game on Friday night. So we'll do that. And uh, I also heard something on the broadcast um, on Saturday afternoon. That really caught my ear Ooh. that I want to play for both of you. And Patrick, you you can hear it too. Oh, I'm here. Yeah, you can do it too. Um, we'll do that next. That's Brent Cron, Big Show Flames analyst, courtesy of All Kind Door Services. We're also giving away day six of our 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of Wild Rose Brewery. Uh, we're asking you, um, how did Jonathan Huberto miss that open net? How? How did, <laughs> how did he miss it? 960, 960. Slam! Name it. No, not how? slam. How? 960, 960. My bad. Sorry. That's Name my bad. and... Location. It's the big show. Finger. It's George, Matt, Patrick, Cron, it's Cobra Cron, GVP, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. How? It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio at the top of the hour. Charles Davis, NFL on CBS. He did the Jags and Browns game yesterday. Lots to discuss. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Hmm. Baby. Yeah. The crying about LeBron him. James, baby. Type, type of okay. All right. Um, Why didn't they warn him? We'll do that. Uh, we're also giving away day six of our 12 days of Christmas, courtesy of Wild Rose Brewery, where we open the on air advent calendar. I have no idea what the prize is. We'll find out at around 845. We're taking your text messages, 960, 960. Um, Jonathan Huberto had, a, had an opportunity on Saturday with a wide open net. How? Yeah, we're asking you, how did Jonathan Huberto? Missed the net. How? 960. How? How did he miss it? How? But still in studio, our uh, big show flames analyst, uh, Brent Cron, uh, Cobra Cron, uh, <laughs> brought to you by All Kind Door Services uh, Limited. You were at the Wranglers game on Friday doing some scouting. Yeah, I was. Did you have your little notepad out? No, I didn't. Oh. I, I, you know, I never do. I don't want to intimidate the players because they look, they see scouts in the stands with, yeah. with notepads and pens, and they're like, oh, I have to perform tonight, right? So I just, I don't want, I didn't want to scare the players. And plus, okay. I was there for U13 night. My son plays uh, 
U13. So there's you know a lot of a lot of hockey teams there, a lot of young kids yep. at the game. Nice. Yeah, and uh, we get to, we get to the game, and some kid I don't know who he was just walked by me like five minutes from being on the concourse. There's kids everywhere. I'm recognizing a couple couple kids, a couple parents, and all that kind. Of, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah blah. And we're chatting, catching up. And this one kid walks by me and goes. Hey Cobra, and he doesn't even make eye contact. <laughs> he just walks away. It's a drive-by, oh, no. a spitting Cobra <laughs> kid that just came by, and somebody must have dared him to do it because I was looking around. I thought it was actually pretty funny. Nobody caught it, yeah, but me. I could, see, I just saw him, and I was like, "What the heck is going on here?" Yeah, getting like, it from all angles, right? Now. I was like, "You know what? I'm here with my family, right? Yeah, my my my, my wife. It's so funny. She just." She's had to put up with this for like the last two years of my American League career too. We're like, hey, where's Cobra? You know, Cobra will be out of the out of the dressing room, yeah. and like, and she's like, it's his name is Brent, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't call him Cobra at home, yeah. right? Um, it's Brent. My kids don't call me, hey, Cobes, Cobes, hey, get pa- me some milk. I'm two years old, Cobes, right? Papa Let's Snake. Go. Yeah, <laughs> Papa Snake. Maybe that's what she called yeah. it. But yeah. I like the fact yeah. that Papa Snake. I like the fact yeah. that uh, our show has reach. It does. Well, like then that. It, and then as the game progressed, uh, uh, we were sitting uh, in a in a you know couple rows up from the ice, and there's this, all the dads from one team are sitting together, and they've had a few pops. Yeah, and we're <laughs> kind of chatting back and forth. A few guys from Manitoba were there, and also they nice. turned around. They heard me chuckling at a few things, and one guy turns around. And says, I know that laugh. I know that laugh. <laughs> That's Cobra Cron! And then, you know, they're looking back and we're talking hockey and, and we're having a great time. And the guy's just like, Cobra! Cobra! And I'm like, my wife's just sitting there. She's just it. like, oh my God, I'm not with this group. I'm just going to go stand upstairs, right? She's like, yes, this is this is Mrs. Cobra listen, right here. Miss Cobra. Listen, I know that dozens of people listen to our show. There's proof that that actually happens. Oh, yeah. It Dozens. Exists. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of when uh, I co-hosted the show uh, Morning Show in Toronto back when, and we had Doug McLean as a regular. Yeah. So this is when I first started doing the show, and my name came up, and Doug McLean said, George who? <laughs> and then that was a clip we constantly <laughs> hammered throughout the show, like, George who? <laughs> yeah. So Doug, because Doug McLean's, um, Doug McLean's life is better than all of yours. Yes. He has a house in PEI, yeah. Florida. So what he used to do is, he used to, during the week, he'd be off on the weekends. He would fly back to Florida on the weekend yeah. and then fly back to Toronto. So he goes, the one time he told us the story, he was on a plane just walking to go to seat, and somebody walked by, he goes, George who? <laughs> to Doug McLean on the plane. That's he's like, awesome. see, people listen to your show. <laughs> well, and I, was, I always thought that was awesome. That is deadly. I love I like George hear- who. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I'm a nobody. I love hearing stuff like that. And, and I actually stopped following Doug McLean on Twitter. Why? Because I just get to see pictures of the ocean and palm trees. Just and PEI just, in Florida. Just jetting off for the weekend. Yeah, his life's better have than a, yours. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah, right? it's okay. And, and I, you know, I don't judge him for that. But, uh, I feel having like you're said a little that, sour over this. Uh, you know, or people that t- uh, text. We all uh, could have picked Rick Nash uh, uh, first overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that snap a photo of, of wine and a steak and like, I've deserved yeah. this. It's like. Man, you ever want to have fun? Uh Ask Doug McLean about Pierre Maguire. It's the best. <laughs> it's the absolute best. Is it not best. good? No. <laughs> I love that. He does not a yeah. fan. <laughs> yeah. Doug McLean, not a fan. How's, no. it, how's your breath? Of Pierre, yeah. <laughs> Was it bad? It's not good, eh? Do you, yeah. So, I okay, I'll tell you. So, I'm glad you brought that up. I will tell you a quick story about that. Do you remember that clip where Pierre Maguire asked Phil Kessel, how's your breath? And he's like, oh, is it bad? Yeah. So, we made fun of that. And then, all of a sudden, we got an email 
The president of Rogers at the time, Scott Moore, sends our show an email that apparently they heard that in the NHL offices and go, how dare you guys? They're partners of us. You guys can't make fun of that. So then we get accosted by the president at the time and Dave Cadeau, my program director, at the same time that we were making fun of that clip in Pierre Maguire. Really? I'm like, are you serious right now? I, I go, mad. they all have that much of a thin skin I was that say. they're all giving us these issues and giving us problems? <laughs> Did you, you ever see the clip of I, Pierre Maguire trying to get over the bench? In, in between the benches, <laughs> no, where you I just, haven't. You, you, I'm gonna YouTube that. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I also, I also got a Little lot. Guy of heat. has trouble playing. <laughs> yeah. I also got a lot of heat when I said that uh, Ross has to ask his dad, Mark Shapiro, to make deals all the time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dad, can I make this deal? Yeah. And I got a lot think? of heat over that one. All right, um, something happened on the game on uh, Saturday that I really noticed that really caught my ear. Yeah. You know how I like I, I have these weird observations sometimes, yeah, you do. and I. It's just it's the way I am. It's the hand I was dealt. It's just the way I, I look at things. I listen to things. Uh, Dustin Wolf had a save in the first period on the broadcast. Very nice save. Good save. Dustin Wolf, first period. Here's uh, Rick Ball and Kelly Rudy on the broadcast. I want you to listen really carefully to this clip. Here's Hughes breaking through. Stopped by Wolf. Snagged that one. And he's able to hang on as he calmly makes a save off the very dangerous Jack Hughes. Yeah, so you hear the wolf yep. in the background. So right away, I'm like, that sounds like the Arizona Coyotes goal. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Coyotes goal. That's the first thing I thought of. I know we all know his last name is Wolf. <laughs> we, we, we do understand that. Right. Without an E. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? It's an actual wolf. wolf. Yeah. Not right. David Wolf. wolf. Yeah. Is that why yeah. they're doing it? Um, but that's the first thing I thought of, too, because when Arizona scores, yeah. that's what... Oh, yeah, right? And... Uh, yeah, which, by the way, a coyote doesn't howl like No, they that. cackle. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> Any, anyone who has spent any sort of time yeah. outside of the city will tell you that coyotes do not sound like that. They no. sound like they hyenas. Are terrifying creatures. <laughs> when they have caught a kill, they are very excited, yeah. and they sound terrifying. Almost laughing. They sound so, terrifying. So right away, I hear that. I'm like, we need a different sound effect uh, for Wolf. Uh, I, right away, this popped in my head that you guys no. wouldn't you guys wouldn't know this, but you would know. Uh, Joe Flaherty on SCTV, but from back in the day, yeah, uh, when he would do uh, Monster Chiller Horror Theater, uh, he, he would he would howl. That's he would a howl jackass like guy from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, we just played the beginning of Werewolves of London. Yeah, you could do that too. And also, um, I watched an interesting YouTube video before the show, and I got this oh. clip. Mm-hmm. It's about how to do a how a wolf howling sound with your hands. Oh. Yeah, it's you very put a lot of work into this, eh? Is this oh. kind of like the loon sound? Yeah, like you do with your hands. Yeah. So this lady was like wolf sound. So I'm going to, it's only like 16 seconds. I'm going to play for you. Now, to get the characteristic wolf howling sound, you just, Jeez. you know, go, woo, <laughs> when you're going like this. <laughs> so you, you get the sound. <laughs> and that is how you do the uh, the wolf sound. Yeah, she does it with her hands. When was that made? When was that video? No, t- it's t- recent. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, she did that with her hands. Jeez. Bring her in. Now, I wanted to add, I wanted to go I wanted to go around the room. Yeah. And get a good wolf sound effect. Good. Like who it. who's the, who has the best wolf out of all of us? Let's start with uh, Matt Rose is already warming up his <laughs> yeah. voice. He just stepped back. He's clearing his throat right now. So, Maddie, let's hear a good wolf out of you. Let's hear it. What? Well, yeah, I got to say that's that's pretty good. Pr- Patrick, are small you, wolf. Are you right? That was good. Female that was good, wolf though. perhaps. 
That one's kind of doggish, but I like that a lot. <laughs> Wolves are dogs. You know what? I like how oh. I like how he's all National Geographic yeah. on you. I'm like, I hear a hint of you know <laughs> Schnauzer in that one. <laughs> oh, There's one thing I love. It's yeah, love and then animals. Okay, mm. um, Brent Cron, let's hear your wolf. That's pretty good. I like that one a lot. That is that, that was one, good. That sent a bit you know, of a I shiver might, up my spine. So actually, I would maybe. I, that's pretty good. Uh, we probably have to send that to the flames. You might have yeah. to to get Brancrons. I don't think mine's gonna be good. <laughs> that's pretty good. You know, like and wolves that. do take their hands and yeah. put it around they, their they mouth. Do. Their little paws as they, yeah. as they yeah. scream. Right? Yeah. Yes. You know, which which kind of then leads me to another question. So now, yeah. are we gonna hear this every time Wolf makes a save, yeah. or, is it just, or is it just a a good save. save. I yeah. think it has to be like, a big save. Like, I only heard it once. I, I heard it a couple times. Anytime you heard Kipper it a couple times? A, yeah. Anytime Kipper made a big save, it was like, Duhas yeah. plays on the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Or yeah. like, when I was playing, you know, minor hockey and I make a big windmill glove save, it was unbelievable, right? Yeah. You're, you're Yo, so unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. And I just, I got, it gives shivers up my spine. You need a, you need a track for a great but, save. A, a wolf howl yeah, doesn't it, get you fired up. But it needs to be different than the Coyote's goal. Yeah, for sure it does. Like, here it is again. Here's Hughes breaking through. Stop! Snagged that one. And he's able to hang on as he calmly makes a save. Yeah, that's exactly the same as the Coyotes goal. Well, why don't the Coyotes change theirs then? Yeah, because that's a bunch of hacks. <laughs> yeah, but it's too late. They already have that, they so have we got to change. Why don't they just play the sound of a mullet? <laughs> it just like rustling on yeah. like a <laughs> collar? A couple of banjo <laughs> twangs, I don't know. Yeah. A greasy bow, mullet. Bow, bow, like, bow. Just, can, can, hold on. Let's get Brancron's wolf again, and we'll send it to the flames. Go All ahead. Right. Step back a little bit. Uh, you have to do a countdown first. <laughs> Three, two, one. Yeah. That's pretty good. We're going to save that now. You talked well. over the end. Okay, again. Sorry, <laughs> what was that? Sorry, what are you doing? Damn it, George! One more time. Three, two, one. <laughs> I like how it trails off. Yeah. All right, so we're going to clip that and we're going to use that as okay. our wolf. Yep. Frank Cron Wolf. We'll uh, get him on the like. radio one morning. We'll just play that. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like how it That's really like, it tapers. Oh, yeah. It really tapers off it at does. the end. Yeah. A nice mm. fade out. Yeah. Um, they play the Avalanche tonight. Um, how much is that? Again, being in Calgary here doesn't really affect a lot of other teams, but the altitude in Denver, is that something that guys talked about when you played in the league? Not from Calgary so much. You know, I remember going there with Dallas quite a bit, playing playing up there, and it, it's brought up, but guys are in such good shape. It does it does affect you a little bit, but that's not an Is that only in the third period it kind of affects you? I would imagine. Or later on in the season, or you played four games in six nights, you're kind of on the tail end, and you know what's heavier, or, or you're higher up, but... Um, it feels like it's just a talking point at this point. For, for, well, you can use it. Yeah. As, as an excuse, yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's nice like one. if you grow up, like if you're people come to train at high altitudes because it's going to give you an edge. But yeah. it's, but it's not going to Kenyan cost marathon you a game. runners. Well, <laughs> train in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah and yeah. like Calgary's also like it's not like we're on sea level here. No, uh, like we're also very high up. So yes. like the difference between this and Colorado should not be that different not compared for, to like a team playing in like San Jose or anywhere else on the coast, Florida or Miami, whatever. So. Calgary should have a, a home ice advantage when it comes to that. <laughs> no, this no. It's, it's my point is that it's, it's kind it, of moot. Denver's about like, six hundred meters higher than Colorado than Calgary. You know, okay. I, I six hundred meters. I don't know. Denver's is a lot higher than Calgary. That's a lot. That is actually quite a bit. How much higher are we than like a Vancouver? 
Well, they're at sea level, yeah. so we're a thousand. We're at we're a thousand forty-five meters. Okay, no big deal. Oh wow, that is significant then. Six hundred. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Denver is m- right up okay, there. Okay, no, this is a talking point. Back yeah. on the no. menu. Denver's got yeah. a real yeah, advantage. Yeah. Here, yeah. How I, this is how I tell you it's a crock of you know what. Okay, I trained in Calgary. Very hard for yeah. lots of years. He did. He did a lot of burpees. <laughs> yeah, I ran a lot of hills. <laughs> a lot of jumping jacks. Yeah, I did a lot of jumping jacks. Did a lot, a lot of, of skip running. Rope. A lot of Just skip rope. Everything. Yep. And then a lot of hula hooping. Everything. Well, yep. you name it, I've done it. Okay. Okay. Pilates. I yes. I, I've broken my the trainer uh, Rich Heskett's uh, bike pedals as I was pedaling up a hill because I there was so much power, but the but the. You know, I was going up a hill and I just it stopped and the pedal broke off because there was just so much juice on oh, my yeah. right leg. Yeah, right? I bet. I ran the stairs of the saddle home, right? Many a time, getting bagged or whatever. Yeah. I go to Dallas thinking, you know what? I'm training at altitude. I'm going to blow the doors finally off this fitness test. Didn't do any better. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? And you know what I did after that? I was in great, best shape of my life, 226, but 10% body fat. Yeah. I would never get shredded because I just I'm a bag of milk essentially, right? right? But I'm doing my best. Hell yeah, bro. And uh and then uh I go and do all these tests. I'm like, oh well, guess it didn't really make much difference. So you know where I went? Hmm. To Jack in the Box for a bacon cheddar burger. Yeah, nice. yeah and it was I was two twenty six that day. The next day I was two thirty one and I was feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back to myself. Back to my normal yeah. self. Yeah. Um, what have you guys made of the Flames' um, bottom pair uh, defensively? It's been kind of a revolving door. Are we getting close to finding a regular pair here on the bottom? Like, what do you think? Soloviov, I thought, was was okay. Like, in the, they showed the uh, celebrations him and Wolf do. Yeah. Where Soloviov, like, blesses the net and then squirts him in the face with water. Some weird superstition stuff that Soloviov really didn't want to, uh, you know, to talk more about, but whatever. But what have you made of the Flames' bottom pair? I think they've been fine. I like Slovyov a lot. I think he does some good things as far as like when he's under a forecheck, as far as escaping that. I've seen him do it really well in the AHL. And I think that there was even a couple of instances, especially if he's behind his net, where he's able to escape and kind of lead things up the ice pretty well. Uh, I think he's a fine, he's, you know, he's big and he's strong, so he's got that for him in front of the net, but he's also a guy that I think is going to take some time, but he also, I think, has the potential to be a third-pair defenseman in this league for a very long time. He has the size, he can skate, he seems to have the, the smarts, he's continued to improve every year at the AHL, and that's one of the biggest things you look for for those guys that are drafted down the seventh round. Can you take a step each year? And every time I've seen him, I've seen him, Excel now. Granted, has he been outstanding in the NHL so far? No, but you don't ask him to. Well, and, and out of the four guys they have, kind of rotating out on that that third pairing, right? He's With, got obviously the most potential, Slovyov, right? You see, he's he's got he he makes smart plays. He's kind of got offensive tendencies. He he's got good outs, but the consistency isn't there. And, and from those four, there hasn't been the Nick Disimone came up and played some great games, and and then kind of trailed off. And Osterley had a tough start, and he you know, but he's they've all kind of mixed in good games. And 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 had their fair share of blunders too. So, you know, those top four guys uh, for the Flames, they're going to be obviously eating the most minutes in the back. The the, the third pairing is going to be giving them a break. But uh, Slovyov, for me, out of the four, I think he's got the the most most potential for sure. And he's also the one who's the youngest of the yeah. group, right? Like Gilbert is twenty seven, Osterley is twenty nine, De Simone is, I believe, he's thirty yeah. or twenty nine. He's close. I find Osterley doesn't have the size really to kind of battle in front of the net with some of the bigger wingers in the NHL. He definitely leans towards more of an offensive puck moving type of guy, which you don't always need on your third pair. 
when you just want a guy who's going to go out there and kind of munch up 15 minutes and, and keep it simple and get the puck out and, and handle a defensive zone draw every once in a while. That's what you're looking for. Dennis Gilbert gives him a little bit of edge that they don't really have. But even then, he hasn't been as edgy as he was last year either. And then, like you mentioned on just Simone, like he's just kind of one of those guys that he's a he's a tweener, right? Yep. In the AHL, he's going to be one of the best players on the ice. He's going to be a top pair defenseman. He's going to eat 25 minutes. But in the NHL, you know, he'll, he'll play some good games, but sometimes he looks like he's over his skis. Four A player, they yeah. call those guys sure. in baseball. Yeah, not too good for AAA, maybe not good enough for Major League. But again, he's a guy that doesn't have a ton of NHL experience. Is there a guy on this team right now? who's got more confidence in Mackenzie Weger? Because that guy, the weak dog, is out there <laughs> just showing the confidence, making some plays. He just keeps getting better and better. We all know that the Huberto deal, the trade, the contract, we all focus on that and him missing a wide open net. is just a microcosm of him as a flame so far. But the guy they also got on that deal has been really good this season and showing a ton of confidence in Mackenzie Weger. Yeah, you know, and, and even him on the on the penalty kill Saturday, blocking shots, saving a goal, too. That was a wide open net on the one timer yeah. there. And he just like he's kind of doing it at both ends here right now. Him that pairing of of him and Rasmus Anderson is, I think has been great. And and, and Weger, uh just by the way he moves the puck, that some of the passes he's making too that aren't there that that get through the decisions he's making at, at both blue lines defensive and offensive, he just looked like he looks like he's having fun too. Which is a huge contributing factor to how well he's doing. He started his career off what well, career when he when he came to the Flames. It was a bit of a tough go at the start, right? Mm-hmm. And he was pretty. It was very hard on himself. And then right around that kind of All Star break, he started to turn it around. And we're like, holy smokes, this guy's. Everybody knew he has a ton of skill. It's just you know he needed to find his confidence or getting used to a new city or whatever you want to blame it on. But now he, he's going. And when he's on the ice, things are happening. Chances. Uh, the way he moves the puck, everything. He's just, he's fun to watch right now. He's a ton of fun to watch. I like the way that he plays with Anderson. Yeah. I know it's two righties, but it also gives a little bit of a one-timer look. And they're mobile. In the oh, offensive yeah. zone, they'll swap all the time. I know. And it gives them a couple of opportunities to create a little bit more offense that way. I I don't know. I, I enjoy watching him a lot. And I just like the fact that they've been playing those two together. Because it's like, well, everyone else might be gone. So why don't we just play these guys <laughs> well, together for the rest of the season? Because, you know, Anderson's going to be here after this year. And ideally, you sign him to an extension that is long-term and keep him here for a very long yeah, time. He's but, the future captain of the team. Yeah, feels I like it to me, see it. Especially because yeah. he was the guy that if Backlund's going to leave, they're going to give Anderson the C. But I think that's a great point because I think Weger gives Anderson those opportunities to, to free up and to potentially score some goals. Uh, we saw that uh, against... Um, Minnesota, where he scored that goal, mm-hmm. the backhander, like gives him an opportunity to free up because he has Mackenzie Weger as a security blanket. Yeah, and then Anderson has a great rush that leads to the Kadri goal. And, you know, the, the other thing about Weger here is over the last few games, he has had instances where he might overhandle a little bit at the blue line and, and yeah. someone gets sprung the other way. That's what your goal is for. It's going to no. happen. That's what your goal is okay, for. Yeah. It's what but happens again, when yeah. you're playing he, aggressive. He has had some giveaways here or there. But his offensive upside is outweighing some of the mistakes he's making. Like, you look at who leads uh, defensemen in shots in the NHL. Mackenzie Weger's near the top of the list because, as you mentioned, Croner, Cobra Cron, he's, um, <laughs> he's actually helping out, you know, offensively for a team that has to score by committee. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you, you, he's, he's got one giveaway game, at least, right, where it's just you need your goaltender to be there. You need somebody to come bail it out. But for the most part, you're not going to pick that apart because, of, like you said, what he does – the, the the offensive upside the 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 way he 
uh, works with Anderson, the chemistry that those two guys have, that they kind of they have a trust with each other. And you you watch D pairings um, when there when there is that trust, one guy will go. There's always be support back there for him. And you know, I know sometimes he's looking for options at the blue line on the power play and kind of gets caught up in his skates or his you know, and, and gets picked the other way, but he makes up for it. He more than makes up for it. It doesn't happen every single night, right? And and I just love watching him play right now. He's got a good shot. He's getting pucks through, and it's allowing Anderson, too, to, to do things that uh, he can feel comfortable with, taking chances, going on the rush, driving the net, doing stuff like that. Quick look for me. It looks like his ice time's about two minutes up higher since Sidorov got traded away as well. Mm. So he's going to be on the ice a lot. And like we talked about, he likes to take advantages. He likes to take opportunities. And he does play his offside, which I find can lead to a little bit of trouble with the bobbles. Yep. But I think just right now he's just trying to make up for some of the slack that Zadorov left as far as the giveaways go. Uh, I just had an epiphany. Mm-hmm. I had something pop into my head while you guys were talking. Oh, this is never good. Um, so you're joining us in studio tomorrow again because the oh, yeah. Flames play tonight. Yep. So I think ahead of uh, Tuesday night's game, we should have Cobra Kron's keys to the game. Oh, yeah. And you give us like three keys to the upcoming yep. Flames game. What I do like, you think? I love it. Cobra Kron's keys to the game. Yep. There's one thing we love in radio. It's a good alliteration. Yep. So, and, that's good. and especially we love a good Brent Kron wolf howling sound effect. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so bad. That's not a wolf. <laughs> Listen. It's like a rhino. I just like it just goes, and it fades out. <laughs> you, know, you know what? We're not tr- Wolves don't shout. They, that's how they communicate. They don't yell at everybody all the time. Mm. They're just, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm howling away. Well, yeah. Stay one out more of my time, GVP, please. <laughs> Slam! <laughs> Slam! I, I, I went, did I go, awoo? Is that what I did? One more time. <laughs> yeah, you did. Gave I think it's pretty on. good. The top, yeah. That's not bad. I spent Let, a lot of time in the wilderness. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's email Let that with to the, the flames. <laughs> yeah. Let's email that to the Flames. They can use that call. Yeah, they can have it. When Dustin Wolf. Uh, yeah. That is our uh, Flames Big Show analyst, Mr. Brent Cron, brought to you by our good friend at All Kind Door Services Limited, your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home, and anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. We'll talk to you tomorrow, sir. Thanks very much. And uh, <laughs> Mike Vernon? Vernie! Oh, he's went tomorrow? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. In studio? Yeah, yeah. 8.30. In studio? Yeah. yeah. Mike Vernon's in studio tomorrow? Yeah. 8.30. Wait, you're bringing him? Yeah. Oh, you booked a guest? I did. I'm a guest booker. It's only Hall of Famer Mike Vernon yeah. in studio tomorrow. If I remember, I'm going to bring my, my Mike Vernon jersey I had when I was like eight years old or and six you, years old. You should old. try to put it on. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put it on. Yeah. And, and because everything is heat pressed on it too, it's oh, not like yeah. it's stitched on. Yeah. If I put it on... That number thirty is going to just be pulled apart by the time Burst. it comes back. It'll off. be it'll be number three thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm going to try to get him. If I remember, I'm going to get him to sign it. Oh, okay. Okay. So Mike Vernon in studio. If you want tomorrow. GVP, can put it on the whiteboard for you. That's a great idea. Yeah. But okay. send like, me a text tonight. Like, Somebody's going to remind me because total space brain <laughs> that I totally forgot. Yeah, Mike Vernon coming yeah. in studio tomorrow. I sent a group text. So that you, you yeah. got, somebody's got to touch base. Them. Yeah, yeah, not only is Mike morning. Vernon in studio tomorrow, we're going to have Cobra Cron's keys to the game. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. (laughs) Charles Davis next. NFL on CBS. Big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan.